Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week. Only about 13 minutes long, but it keeps us in God's Word. And that's important because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So being in God's Word every day, Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, helps us to stay strong in our faith, helps keep us focused in our relationship with God and upon our spiritual lives. Help people in your life by sharing these short studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. Help somebody turn their life around and maybe get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our new line of thought and study that we began last time, talking about the power to face life successfully and effectively and consistently. A whole lot of people are walking around in their lives just groping around, (laughs) directionless to a great extent, not really knowing what to do, just trying to get by, but they don't really have much purpose other than just getting through each day. A whole lot of people are, well, they're homeless, and for one reason or another, they don't seem to be seeking much else, much beyond being homeless. But there are a lot of people who, well, they would have a home, but but they, they don't really seem to be living with much of a direction or purpose in their lives either. They may have a job temporarily, but they seem to bounce from job to job to job, or maybe they're just living off of government handouts, uh, and they don't seem to really have any goal in life. They're just kind of drifting along. Well, there are a lot of people out there who feel hopeless. They don't really see much hope in their life. And so they're moving along, commensurate to that to that negative feeling, that feeling of, of being defeated, of not having anything to look forward to, basically. Nobody needs to live like any of these that we've described. There's a power that's offered to every one of us to face life successfully and effectively on a consistent basis. And we've talked about life in this physical world throws at us a whole lot of curves. That's part of life in this world, part of physical existence in this world. Things are not always going to be smooth. Not everything's always going to be positive, hunky-dory. There's going to be a whole lot of challenges, a whole lot of negativities, going to be a whole lot of hurts and pain. We talk about life is always in motion. Many different things, different circumstances affect our lives and can change our life even when our life seems to be going absolutely great and we're walking around smiling every day and we feel so positive and encouraged and then something happens and it can seem like it happens almost in an instant that turns our life upside down. It could be illness, it could be injury, the financial setback, the loss of a job. We go in one day and the boss says, uh, we don't need you anymore. Or the boss says, we've been bought out. We've merged with another 
company, uh, your life's been, your, your job's been eliminated. It could be relational conflict with a husband or a wife or maybe a child or a parent. It can be the death of a loved one. It can be emotional stress, psychological disorder that suddenly appears. A host of other developments can all of a sudden seemingly rip our life apart. Well, just getting older also takes its toll. And that's frustrating for a lot of people. But a lot of people, they go to professional help, doctors of one kind or another, counselors of one kind or another. Maybe they'll go to seminars. Maybe they'll buy all kinds of self-help manuals, whatever it might be. Other people, they try to handle things all by themselves. And a lot of times they become very frustrated in the process because it doesn't seem to work. But a whole lot of people in our culture today, well, they've tried to escape through alcohol, drugs, and all of that ultimately does worsen their problems, does not solve them at all. So what to do? Well, God guided Paul, and Paul, by inspiration or guidance from God, he wrote some things down that should enlighten us in that our greatest power to succeed, to cope, to effectively deal with life's challenges is found in a right relationship with God through Jesus Christ. (laughs) If I said that to a whole lot of people today in our country, in our culture, they would either visibly or at least in their minds throw their hands up, maybe roll their eyes, you know, kind of click their tongue, maybe chuckle, maybe just turn around and walk away because that's not what they want to hear. They want, they want somebody to fix things for them or to give them some kind of mechanism through which they can fix their lives. They don't want to think about a spiritual, disciplined life before God, living by his teachings. God's hardly in their mind, if in their mind at all. They don't want to they don't be tied down to a, a church, to Christianity, to a life of obedience to the scriptures. They want to do what they want to do. And they keep suffering the consequences as a result. But if they could just find something or somebody who could fix them, then they'd be okay. That is a bunch of baloney. Doesn't work that way. The Apostle Paul gave us the lesson that he had learned in his own life. Philippians chapter 4, beginning with verse 11. He said, Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, let's look at this formula, and I think we could look at it that way, in the three steps that he laid out. First, he said in verse 11, I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. To be content. Interesting word, isn't it? We have a perception of what it means to be content, what contentment is, we might say, hey, everything's okay. 
I feel good. I'm satisfied with how things are going. I'm content. Yeah. Well, let's turn to Luke chapter, Luke chapter 12, Luke chapter 12, and I want us to look at verse 15. Here Jesus says something. He says, take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Now, why would I read that particular verse of Scripture in regard to contentment or being content? Well, Paul says, I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. We, especially in our culture in this country today, we tend to think that getting more money will be the answer to solving all of our problems, basically. If I just had more money, then I could pay off these bills, and everything would be great then, smooth sailing. Or maybe if I had more money, I could, I could satisfy my wife, or I could satisfy my husband, or I could, I could buy that car for our teenage son who is really unhappy with us and doesn't really want to talk to us, but, but he would like us better if I, if, if I had more money and I could buy him that car he wants. Or you just fill in the blanks, whatever it is. If I had more money, boy, we could, we could retire. We could buy a house on a lake or on the ocean, beachfront property. We could just sit back and, and enjoy the sun and enjoy the, the, the warmth every day. Just everything would be great. It would be like utopia, our own private utopia. Well, Paul said, uh, that's not what he experienced. But he said, I've learned how to be content. In whatever state I am, to be content. Money? What did Jesus say there? First, in verse 15, he said, take heed and beware of covetousness. Now, what is covetousness? Greed? Greed, basically, bottom line, boiled down. Covetousness really focuses on what somebody else has that you don't have, but you covet it. You want it. You may even resent them because they've got it and you don't. But greed, basically. He says, beware of covetousness. And then he, he explains, Jesus speaking here, in Luke 12 and verse 15, for one's life, a person's life, does not consist in the abundance of the things that he possesses. Our real meaning in life, our real purpose in life is not centered in how much money we have or in how many things that we have been able to buy with the money that we have had. In fact, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, beginning with verse 19, he really speaks against this mindset. He says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures on, in heaven where moth and rust does not consume and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. People who are always focused on getting more money or buying more things with the money that they have or focused on 
I can't get what I want. I can't buy that bigger flat screen TV. I can't buy that newer car. I can't buy a new pair of jeans with the right labels on them. I haven't got enough money. But if I had enough money, I'd get all those things and I'd be happy. No, you wouldn't. You just want something else. You just want something else. We need to learn contentment. We need to come to realize, accept the lesson, money is not going to bring us happiness. That's not where the true source of happiness is found. I have learned in whatever state I am in to be content, Paul said. And he spoke from (laughs) incredible personal experience. We'll go a little bit further next time. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for blessing us so much in so many ways. Every truly good thing we have in our life is a blessing from you. Help us to realize that, Father, and to thank you for it, and to live our thanks before you through those blessings. Help us to realize that money is not going to be the source of our success in life. Help us to open our eyes, Father, and our hearts. Please forgive us, we pray, gracious Father, in Jesus' name, amen.